We've got some hey, I'm Luis, and I'm Luis, and you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. We spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques on how to create content that turns into profit from the top marketers in the world. If you'd like to learn more on how to turn your content into profit, go to contentisprofit.com. Oh, yeah. That's right, guys. Even though today I mixed up the intro, <laughs> we have an amazing show ahead. And today we're going to talk about how to acquire the advertising Midas Touch. Ooh. For those that don't know what a Midas Touch is, what is Luis Daniel? I'm going to let our guests explain why they give her that name. So, guys, before we get started, please go ahead and subscribe. Smash that subscribe button make sure to follow us on social media at bizroscope feel free to drop us a line we've been having a lot of questions awesome conversations like we call them content conversations so feel free to join especially on the live show we would love we love for you guys to be here if you are listening that's so. right guys and if you want to support content is profit podcast and the biz bros please please share and let us a, leave us a five-star review on your favorite platform. All right. So, guys, one night, you know, we got the chance to sit down at a round table with people from different backgrounds. You know, all of them have been, like, solving, like, these, like, massive problems and having great success with their businesses uh, while creating a ton of impact. That's right, guys. One of those people is today's guest. The rumor said that she has the Midas touch with Facebook ads. And OMG, they were right. She is now on a mission to stop inefficient Facebook ads by teaching entrepreneurs how to navigate the right metrics. Not to mention that her marketing matrix podcast hit number 18 in business entrepreneurship within 24 hours of launching. She has helped several businesses cross the seven-figure mark with Facebook advertising. And after finally accepting our friend request, <laughs> we discovered she was a drummer in the Super Bowl number 34 halftime show with Phil Collins. Talk about an experience. That is amazing. Guys, please welcome the Facebook ads expert, marketing matrix podcast host, and the sworn enemy of worthless metrics, Miss Lisanne Murphy. Welcome. Hey, 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 welcome, Lisanne. Welcome to the show. Oh, guys, thanks for having me. This is amazing. <laughs> so excited to be here with you guys, man. I feel like I just like walked out on stage, like on Oprah's stage for like 40,000 people. That was amazing. Oh, that's so awesome. Well, that means a lot to us. I mean, we, we really want to create like those experiences, kind of like the one that you had in the Super Bowl. Like that was kind of super crazy, random, awesome fact that, you know, you share with us. Yeah, we, we, um, we reached out to <laughs> Phil Collins and said, Phil, how can we get you in the show to bring Lisanne on the show, right? He he didn't answer. You yeah, didn't, he didn't answer. Yeah, but it's okay. But it's okay. So, so for our audience, like Lisanne, like who who's Lisan? like how how do you get involved in this like crazy digital marketing world uh why facebook ads and you know how how did everything get started yeah i well i love that question guys and it's funny i was actually just thinking about it this morning about like how i actually really got my start because with facebook advertising this is not my first online business i've actually started two previous online businesses both were total flops and I'll get to that in just a second. But my, yeah. I've always had this like entrepreneurial 
uh, desire. When I was when I was a little kid, I used to take my allowance that I was earning and I would go buy candy from like a gas station or from a grocery store, and then I would take it to school and I would sell it to my friends for a profit. And <laughs> that was like that was like one of the first things I I did. And then in middle school, when Titanic was popular. I was really into art, and so I would draw pictures of Leonardo DiCaprio, and then I would sell them to my friends. And so, I mean, like this is like just being in the entrepreneurial world is like something that has just always been really, really interesting, interesting to me. But I, I grew up in a very traditional family, and so I did the traditional thing. You know, I went to school, I went to college, I went and I got a job, and then I went back to school, got a graduate degree, and and got another job. And I had a few entrepreneurial experiences. Throughout that, my first one is when I was in college. It was with a couple of friends. It was actually with Brooke Evans and Catherine Jones, who, who you guys know.、Uh, but when、yeah. we were in college, we wanted to help college students create more purpose in their life because it's so common that people go to college and they're just taking classes and they don't know what they're doing. So. We created this online course, but here's the thing: to do an online course, you need two things. You need money to buy it and time to complete it. And what are the two things that college students do not have enough of? <laughs> time and money. Oh yeah, and, yep. We can definitely attest to that. Yes, a hundred percent. So that venture bombed big time, but we learned a lot. It was before ClickFunnels was even. Created and so we were like building building a, a course and our and our quote unquote funnel on、uh, on WordPress and so we learned a lot through that experience that it was like okay well、uh, we know that we have to consider our audience before we consider the product、um, and then in the middle of my master's program I decided to start a real estate investing company、yeah. and so from my past corporate job I took every penny that I had like every penny from my 401k all my savings I dumped it into this、uh, real estate investing job and. Um, I didn't make a penny. It, <laughs> I lost everything, and it was terrible. And the biggest issue that I had was that, like, no matter how great all the systems were that I set up,、yeah. I didn't have leads. And so again, it was like it was an audience problem. And so I was like, okay, the the college students, we got the audience wrong. The the real estate business, like, I couldn't figure out how to generate leads.、Yeah. And so for a long time, I thought. I just must not be cut out for this entrepreneurial thing. So I ended up in the corporate marketing world. I had this amazing job. I was working in marketing for a publishing company, and we did all kinds of marketing. We did email marketing, social media marketing, direct mailers, catalog, TV, radio spots,、um, affiliate marketing. We were doing all kinds of marketing, and、um, in that job, I discovered Facebook advertising, and I, I just became hooked because. With all of these, for, for the first thing, I was like, "Wow! If you can control Facebook ads, you can control the leads." And leads、yes. were my biggest struggles with my other businesses. And the second thing that I loved about Facebook is that because it's with direct response marketing, you have statistics to go along with it. So it's not、yeah. just like where like you spend like a couple grand on mailers and radio spots, and like you just know that that brand awareness is going to bring some conversions. But like with Facebook, you know where every single penny goes, and it just fired me up. <laughs> and so I did. I bought every course that I could find. I. Uh, asked any friend that I had that had ever bought a course that had a Facebook module, and I said, "Can I have your login to go see what's in there?" <laughs> and I just like did did everything I could to learn it, and I、yeah. got a great coach、um, who who did marketing with Billy Jean is marketing, and so I had、wow. like some of the top advertisers teaching me what was up, and just really fell in love with this with this skill, and so. Um, but it was like it, it was one of those things. Have you ever had something where like you love it so much that like you don't necessarily think that it could be a job? It's just like kind of like a cool hobby. Like,、oh, yeah. so that's what 
that's what Facebook ads were for me. Like I was just kind of running ads for some friends on my on the side and teaching some people. And but at the time, I was applying to go get my PhD, and it was actually Brooke that Brooke was like, um, "You're really good at this. Like this isn't just like a just like a fun thing. Like you're really good. Like yeah, can I help you start a business with this?" And I was just like, "I don't know. I mean." My corporate job's pretty good. I'm applying for <laughs> PhD friends. And she's like, no, you need to do it. So she and Catherine helped me launch my first coaching program with Facebook. Wow. And within a week, I pulled in 12K of cool. clients that I could that I started working with and their businesses just Amazing. exploded. And I was like, whoa, like <laughs> this could actually be a business. Yes. And um, so I started, I started flirting with it more seriously and eventually not, ended up not applying for PhD programs, left my corporate job, started the Facebook advertising um, coaching business, and then eventually the agency. And it was just amazing like how it just grew by word of mouth. And everyone that came in was just learning so much about funnel strategy and statistics and Facebook marketing and how to do it all well yeah. and how to bring in the desired customers. Um, and so really I, I started, people started to say like, Hey, you've, you've got a golden touch with this. Like every time you touch a business, it turns to gold. And then I was just like, the Midas touch, baby. There we so go. That's how the Midas touch came about. So I've been doing this for full time for a couple of years now. Amazing. And it has just been a joy and a blast and just growing in the community. And, you know, since started the podcast and all that. So yeah, it's just been, it's just been a really, really fun thing. And I'm, it's been, it's been great to, that's... it's great to be able to share a little bit. with we, you. We, I, I feel like we could end the episode right here. That's it. Like, <laughs> that was such a cool story. That was such a cool story. Yeah. You know, and I bet it must feel so rewarding for you. You know, being in, being able to generate leads and help other businesses grow, like it, it, that, must feel really good with yourself, right? Yeah. Oh, I love it so much, and really, it's just like when I was when I was nine years old, I, I was up sick one night, and my mom said, "Lisanne, what what do you want to be when you grow up?" And most nine year olds, they have some idea, you know, and it's yeah. usually not what it turns into, but they have some idea. And I said, "You know what, mom? I don't know, but I know that I want to help people." And I've just always had that drive. And so like every time a business owner's eyes light up because their dream is coming to fruition and Facebook advertising is helping them get in front of eyes that they wouldn't be able to get in front of unless they were paying yeah. for those eyes. It's just, it's so rewarding. I love it. I love helping businesses grow with Facebook ads. That, that That's awesome. Something that I actually took out from your story too is how organic your journey as an entrepreneur has been. <laughs> And I think that is, I don't want people to mistake in this for like how easy you've had it. Because I mean, you just said it, you went through a lot of challenges, but I, I see it as a fact that's like, you've been curious your whole, your whole life, right? Like, how can I help people, right? Like starting with the candy and then in college, like partnering up with your friends, see like how you can bring the most value to people, right? And eventually stumbling on upon Facebook ads and like that curiosity of always like, Oh, what is this next thing? How can I make it better? How can I help people with this? So I encourage a lot of people that are listening to this because they they might be, you know, thinking, what can I do? You know, what can I do to make money or what can I do to whatever, right? And it, maybe they're asking themselves the wrong question. Maybe they're, they're going through a path of like, I'm going to find something that, yes, maybe it gives me a, a little extra income, but it's going to not make me happy enough. But I feel like you following your curiosity and answering those questions by yourself, it just like takes you to a whole nother level of satisfaction for what you're doing. It's awesome. 
Yeah, well, absolutely. And and here's the thing is like, I just, I just did a post on my Facebook profile within the last couple of weeks where I actually talked about how, how hard I've been on myself my whole journey because I've done everything, guys. Like I've worked in the private sector, I've worked in the public sector, I've worked yeah. for corporations, I've worked for nonprofits, I've done entrepreneurial, I've wow. done work, I worked for myself, like teaching private lessons for drumming. I mean, like I've done, I, I even like right before I served a full-time mission for my church, I was a mattress salesperson. <laughs> And I mean, I've done like so, oh, and when I was a teenager, I used to sell unicycles. Like I have done some crazy random stuff. And like my whole journey, I always was beating myself up being like, man, why can't I figure this out? Like I keep choosing the wrong thing. I keep not having success. And it was incredibly, incredibly frustrating. And, And it wasn't until honestly the last few years, and even a little bit before my Facebook journey, but even the last, probably the last five years where I'm like, you know what? every single thing builds on each other and nothing is ever wasted if you are trying to learn and gain a new skill and put value to the people in in, around you and and now like i one of the reasons why i'm such a great facebook marketer is because i spent so much time in my master's degree studying human behavior it's because Mm. i spent time being a salesperson with mattresses and learning how to read people's body language and their yeah. cues, you know, it's because of all of these experiences that it's able, for, it, it enables me to to be unique in the marketplace. And so, uh, we should never beat ourselves up because um, it's all it all plays a plays a role in our in our in our bigger purpose. Yes, you know? that, that is a, that is a great lesson. I yeah. absolutely love that, and especially you know, you mentioned uh, in the story like I didn't know like the audience, like in, in a couple, like those businesses that you tried uh, and then tying it down to you, like being so proactive at, at learning and having all these experiences to where you changed your perspective. And lately we've been talking a lot about everything is a matter of perspective, right? And once you took that approach, it looks like you really found your passion because it didn't matter. Like if you, if you made a lot of mistakes or it's like, it's fine. It's like, it's part of the path. So with a lot of the people that we work with, even business owners, you know, especially with the brick and mortars, once they start to get into this online, you know, game, uh, especially with content, you have to be in front of a camera uh, at some point. And that like triggers like some inner like demons, I guess. Like, it, it's uh, if, it, it makes you face yourself. So what would be like some advice, uh, you know, for, for those people that are, are facing something that's scary, you know, for you was maybe something new that you were trying once and then second and then a third time. What would be your advice to those people that, you know, want to take either their content or their marketing or their strategies to the next level, but they don't quite know how to tackle that? Yeah, that's a really good question. Well, I, w- I will say this. Um, so last, so last year, for me, entrepreneurship was really hard because um, I was having a lot of personal demons. I had, over the course of my master's program and my corporate job, I had just, I was just not taking care of myself at all. I was incredibly overweight. I wasn't sleeping the way I needed to. Like my diet was just terrible. And so, like when I left my corporate job and I was and I was trying to be amazing in this entrepreneurial realm because I wasn't taking care of myself, like. I just kind of sucked. Like I would like, I just kept hitting these ceilings where like, I just like couldn't, 
couldn't break past them. And I was, it was frustrating because I was like, what is in my head is not reflected in the lives that I want to impact and the bank account that I'm trying, that I'm trying to achieve. And it was just so frustrating for me. And, but I just, I, I just felt really, really strongly that I needed to focus on me. And so I got really, really serious about, uh, about my body and about, um, reducing stress, getting enough sleep, changing my diet. And last year I lost 70 pounds and amazing. like, I called it like my amazing, right? Like yeah. I called it like my year of restoration. It was like, I like reclaimed me. Yeah. And ever since that, I've been able to succeed much greater in, in entrepreneurship. But the point is this, when I was at Funnel Hacking Live this past year, I was thinking about my journey that I had of, of weight loss and reclaiming myself. And I didn't document any of it. Like I wrote about it in my journal personally, but like I never like put myself out there and like wrote on my Facebook profile or, or talk about it on my podcast or like whatever. Like I really like kept it like kept to, kept it to myself and everyone, like, because I'd been in that community, those that had known me over the year, when they saw me that next year at Funnel Hacking Live, they like, I literally had some people like Anthony Golden, Myron (laughs) Golden's son. He didn't recognize me. He introduced himself to me and I said, I'm Lisanne. And he was like, what? What? Like he was like, he had no idea. He was like, no, like it's impossible. Cause he hadn't seen me since, since the journey. And, and I just all Funnel Hacking Live, I was like, oh my God. I can't believe I didn't document anything, but like, and I, and I like, I, I, I mean, everything happens for a reason, but like, I kind of, it taught me a big lesson. Like in the moment I was regretting it, I was like, I wish I would have shared the struggles. I wish I would have shared the days where like, I was literally in tears because it was like so hard or like where I didn't feel like I was making any progress now being on the other side of it. I'm like, that's the most amazing journey ever. I'm so (laughs) grateful. I'm so pumped, you know? And so like, I made a commitment, like, at Funnel Hacking Live to be like, I can't treat my business the same way that I treated my health journey. I need to document it. I need to dig in. I need to lean in. I need to get over myself and just know that, like, by documenting, I'm going to be grateful, but I'm also going to touch more people along the way because there are more people that are having the same struggles than as I am. And, and so I think that we often let things get in the way of like, well, I don't know how, or like the best platform, or how do I structure my content? Or, ah, yeah. I just, I, I, I don't have a team behind me to make sure it's great. Like, who cares? Like, yeah. just do it. Just get out there and start doing it because it's by doing it that you're gonna learn. It's by doing it that you're gonna start influencing people. And, um, and you'll figure it out along the way. Like I was interviewing someone on my podcast this morning who is a YouTube, um, a YouTube content guy. And he, as he told his story, like the whole time he was just like, I had no idea what I was doing. I was just like, did my best. And then I saw a YouTube guy and he was doing something. So I was like, I wonder if I could try that. And then he added this to his business. And like now he has over 150,000 subscribers, over 200 million views. I mean, it's unbelievable. And it's just like, it's just because he was just like, I'm just gonna, just gonna try it. You know, so yeah, that's I, I think a lot of people get focused in the how to's, right? Like, how do I do this? How do I do that? Just like you were saying. And I mean, at the end of the day, that process that you just described and putting yourself out there, it's a uh, and, and we were talking that we talked this with Steve Larson, right? He said that you open like a kind of inner worms that are like, whoa, like what is happening, right? Go, like, yeah. like it's a incredible transformation. And so, like, there, there's a few points here that I, I really like. Well, you already mentioned your story. And first is 
this is a phrase that I heard when I was a kid. They taught me that they they taught it to me at school, and it is you need to help yourself before you can help others, right? But we are often taught we need to always help others and like you know like put others before yourself which obviously is not a bad thing but sometimes if you're all messed up inside if you you know like if you're not happy with yourself if you're not at peace with yourself it's going to be very difficult to offer the help the other person needs so that's why i love your i think you call the year of restoration yeah um yeah. i love that story because it it paints that picture for people that you help yourself first you help yourself get to this you know not only physical healthy state but like a mental state where you were happy with yourself you were at peace with yourself and then you you can say okay now i can give back and now i can put other people and and help them right so i think that is amazing for people that are struggling to get in front of the camera, right? And I'm looking over here, you're seeing all these hands because we got the camera That's on camera. Facebook going. <laughs> um, but for the people that are struggling, telling themselves, like, I'm not good on the camera, she said that she didn't know who can help, right? But by putting herself in front of the camera, she was creating that opportunity of helping someone. And there's people that are having a journey that they can relate to your previous journey. And that makes you unique that makes you different right and and that can actually help you create your own audience so again thank you for sharing that that was an an, an amazing lesson that i really hope people that are watching and listening <laughs> to this they, they're writing down right now yeah we and and just so you know we're gonna we we need to find a picture of you because you have to show that journey to to yeah. other people like if if it's not a wound if it's a scar we, we talked about this the other day too you know but congratulations on that yeah, that's a, that's amazing and yes we can't wait to like see your entrepreneurial journey you know obviously develop so with that being said uh you have a podcast and you ranked big time um tell us a little bit how was that decision of starting a show because you know having the power of that platform and and you know connecting with a lot of people is something that you know we've been doing lately and it, it has been an, an absolutely an absolute joy yeah, we describe do. it as our game day our game day <laughs> you know so tell me you know you you're coming from the often what we've seen is like the people that talk about ads You know, they don't they don't really like, you know, the organic side. They're or, a little you know, bit more behind the scenes. They're a little bit more behind the scenes. So, like, I, I found very interesting that you're obviously investing your very valuable time in creating this show, this platform, this podcast. Uh, so tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, I so I am a huge student of Russell Brunson and Steve Larson, uh, as are you guys. And, yeah. uh, you know, Russell is just constantly saying, like, publish, 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 as is Steven, right? They say, like, all of your business woes can be solved with publishing is like, essentially, like <laughs> what they're saying. And, and so like, I, I just, I really struggled with what platform to put content out. So I, I've, I've tried a little bit of everything. I was like, well, I like to write. And with writing, I can think more about what I'm saying. So I'm going to blog. So I started a blog for a while, but then and, and a medium medium.com channel with putting articles. And like after about three articles, I was like, oh, this is hard. And like no one's reading it. And like this is just rough. And then I was like, okay, well, like this is so silly. Like um, 
like it, it, it let's just speak it'll be faster so like i was like let's start a podcast so i started a small podcast on anchor.com and it was called achievement empire and it was all about motivation i was sharing my journey and yeah. again like no one no one was listening to it and so i just like gave that up and um <laughs> and and notice I'm, I'm kind of a snob i'm like if no one's reading it then why the heck would i do it if no one's listening to it then why would i do it yeah and then i was like i'm so silly like I'm a Facebook person. I need to be doing Facebook lives and be on Facebook because that is my platform and, and that's that's where my agency work is. So I started doing lives, but I just felt silly. I was just like, I'm just talking to myself, like, and like people are getting on and commenting and but like but not nothing really and I just didn't really stick and, and nothing really was was getting traction in my business. And so finally I was just like, Oh, okay, like I need to like stop like starting a bunch of things instead of like following through. I need to like pick something and like follow through with it. Yeah. And I started seeing a lot of my my friends had these podcasts and they would bring people onto the podcast and it was a great networking tool for them to be able to to get to know people in their space and and tap into their dream 100 but also practice telling their story. Yeah. And I was like, you know, maybe maybe I'll give the podcast podcast a, another whirl and then Steve Larson talked about at his event before Funnel Hacking Live how the podcast is like the hub for all of his content. And then he repurposes that content across the different social channels. And I was like, oh, I bet I bet I could do that. And so um, in November, and this was before Steve was even really talking about this, but in November, I decided to just this past year, I decided to start a start a podcast that was marketing centric and that I could bring people on to get leads for my agency as well as eventually monetize the audience. And um, I spent the first day I decided to, to run a podcast it was the very beginning of November. And I spent six hours just researching where to host the podcast. Like, was it Podbean? Was it Libsyn? Was it Simplecast? Like, was it was it Anchor? Like, where is it? And yeah. I was so frustrated after six hours of researching and still not having an answer of just where to host the dang, the dang thing. I was like, I got to get help. This is just ridiculous. And so I knew that my friend Jamie Atkinson had the podcast Profit Lab. And that he helped people start podcasts. So I messaged him because we were both in the Two Comma Club coaching program. And I said, Jamie, I want to start a podcast, but I have no idea what to do. And he was <laughs> like, well, that's interesting because I know exactly what to do. And so I was just I was like, just if you can answer this one question for me, I'll join your program. And he was like, what? I was like, where do I host my podcast? <laughs> and he was like, that's so easy. You do it with Simplecast. And um, yeah. I was like, oh, OK, well, thanks for solving that for me. And he was like, we'll, we'll help you so much more with your with your with your podcast, we'll help you outline exactly what the purpose of it is and how to get guests and how to get it on iTunes and how to monetize it and all that stuff. And I was like, great. So I joined his program in the beginning of November. Um, it was in his second cohort that he took people through. And so my launch date was December 2nd, 2019. And, um, I like, I, I'm the type of person that like, when I decide something, I like give it everything like yes. not just flirting like i had talked about with the other things but like give it my all how it should be how it should be yeah. yes exactly and so i made the made up my mind i had seen allison prince had just released her podcast and she had hit number nine in a few business categories mm. and i and i looked at her podcast and she had almost a hundred almost 200 ratings and reviews and i was like that's it that's all it takes to get in the top 10 i was like i can do that like i can i can get those those like 200 ratings and reviews it's like i have way more friends on facebook if i can even just get like 10 percent of them to like give me a rating and review i can do it yeah. and um 
So I like just dove deep into this content um, marketing and launch strategy for my podcast. And, um, and I just messaged everyone that I knew. And like, if I had had some sort of conversation with someone in the last six months, I just said, Hey man, can you help me out? And what I didn't realize is like, I, because I had run, been running the agency, I wasn't focused on building an email list. So I didn't have a list. I had like 25 people on my entire email list. So it wasn't like I like could like grab like 200 reviews from my email list. And so I was messaging people. I was creating free content and I was dropping it on my profile and I was just like, Hey, if you want this freebie, here it is, but I'm doing it because I'm launching this podcast. Like, would you be willing to rate it? I'll remind you the day of. And so I just built all this hype around, around the podcast and, um, it's, it's centered around marketing and, and we're on the show. We talk about what are the small marketing strategies and tactics that are making the biggest difference in real businesses. Like we're not talking about theory. We're talking about like what is working in yeah. real business yeah. right now. And it just like caught like wildfire. And awesome. when I launched within 24 hours, it had hit number 18 in business entrepreneurship. And it was crazy. I mean, like my podcast for that day, like it soared past Russell Brunson's marketing secrets podcast. And I was wow. just like, dude, like when it hit like number 34 and like Russell's was like 38, I like took a screenshot of my podcast. And, like, yeah. kind of Russell's, you know? that, that's amazing. And then it just like kept climbing in the charts. And yeah, so I just, I felt really, really blessed and people just have responded really, really well um, to it. And I've gotten some really good feedback from listeners. So it's been, it's been a great journey. Yeah, that, that sounds great. And I mean, I think we've talked about this in the show before that we tell people, cause they don't know where am I going to go with my platform? Like what platform yeah. am I, I going to pick? Right. And I mean, some people say do whatever makes you more comfortable. If it's writing, if it's, you know, talking on camera or just talking for the podcast. Um, I love the fact that you dabble here and there, right? Again, that I, I think that curiosity factor that you that you have since you were a kid is helping you out because you're, you're trying all these things. But when you find it the right thing, you're just putting 100% of your focus on that yeah. and, and putting your full effort in making it work. And we often talk about the minimum viable content, right? Like what is that one thing, the minimal effort that you need to put to obtain the best results, right? To find your minimal viable content, you need to dabble in certain things. Sometimes you need to be curious, try a few things until you say, okay, this is the one. Now, how can I make it work, right? Like I'm not putting my focus in all 20 other <laughs> platforms. I'm yeah. just going to focus on this one and, and make it work. So I honestly think your your whole story is a, a testament to that, which is amazing. The other oh, thing that I love, sorry, uh, the other thing that I love is you mentioned that you will bring people into the podcast and maybe get some leads out of that, right? I love that fact. And for people that are listening, right, if you have a business, it's an amazing strategy because I'm going to be 100% honest, right? Like, in part, that's what we are doing as well, right? We're like... Why people obviously we want to build their network, which is an amazing tool podcast. But at the same time, as at the same time, it's like how can we leverage our platform? How can we leverage leverage our message to at the same time use it to help grow our business? Right. So it's just win win situations everywhere. Yeah, there's so many like uh, pluses, you know, because yeah. uh, it, even with like break and mortis, like you need to have that platform. And if you guys haven't checked out the Traffic Secrets book, please go ahead and go, and, and check it out because they explain this. It's, you know, step by step, but it's the fact that you can first off work on your message, 
you can try your 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 message out with different audiences see see who responds to it uh see if you're actually adding value at the same time you're adding value to your guests because you're presenting them into your audience yep. you know uh it, it is so, so many benefits of doing something like this and then from that spot how can you maximize the impact afterwards not only with your audience but again with your guests and and with the next people that are coming in so yeah. uh thank you for sharing your I, story because i'm pretty that curious is, yeah I, i'm pretty curious right now let's say each one of us which one is your favorite be benefit of having this platform right the podcast like what is your your favorite benefit from it from the podcast um a hundred percent the networking of of the guests hundred percent i mean I've been able to get the attention of people in my dream 100 that I never would have been able to because one, I have a podcast, but then two, because it hit number 18 in business entrepreneurship. Yeah. It's just, it's opened doors and it's, it's allowed me to be able to start conversations that before, mm. like I wouldn't have anything to even start a conversation about <laughs> with. So yeah. it's been awesome. That's true. What about yeah. you, Luisa? Ah, dude, I like, I, I, I mean, Lisanne just took the number one across uh, the list. <laughs> you can uh, repeat, that's fine. <laughs> um, well, first off, the, the networking and, you know, it, it allowed us to have what we call content conversations. And yep. it is something that, you know, developing relationships, not only with the Dream 100s, but also with the audience as well. So it opened many, many, many doors. Um, I think the message has been a big one because for us, we've been preaching content for so long, but we've never like been so in front of the camera because we we committed we're like we're doing three episodes three facebook lives every single week you know uh and that's just one show and we have two shows and so it's like okay this is how many points of contact can i create with my audience that i can also utilize to practice on my craft and my message so it's like okay let's cramp up you know a year full of episodes in literally like a month so we can speed up this process even more so i think that has been probably my favorite one of your favorite ones yeah, yeah I, i think i'm i'm with lisanne in this one i love the relationships that we've built with the podcast like it's just absolutely mind-blowing honestly like i don't think we would have you know have like steve larson marley jacks even yuli san right like it would be way more difficult to connect with you guys and the platform obviously like it is still business right like we are you know like showcasing you to our audience and all that but at the same time like we're connecting and we're we're building a real relationship which which makes it so much more fun and so much more exciting to come back to film and record the next episode Yeah, so so for those listening, uh, please, please listen to Lisanne because yeah. uh, coming from her that has been in this journey for so long, she decided on that platform. And again, try what works for you, you know, and then try to boost it with those other elements that we've been talking about. Um, I would like to transition the conversation a little bit more because like once you start creating that content and you start getting that momentum and so on, you know, we often say, okay, what's next, right? Mm -hmm. Once you create that baseline of content creation, I'm building my habit, I'm being consistent, I'm being frequent, how can then utilize what you do best with Facebook ads to start boosting that content or expanding that audience, right? So uh is this something that you knew from the very beginning or is this something that you're implementing now is that something that you do with your clients you know tell us a little bit more about you know what the next step is yeah that's a really great question and 
Um, it's a really interesting one. It's one that I that I wrestle with all the time because so so just just just, just to kind of give you, I love how you say like what's the next step because I launched my podcast in early December and what I didn't realize is like how much I would love the podcast and then I like brought this creature to life that like now demanded to be fed <laughs> and so it required you know bringing on more guests and editing and and pretty soon I was like. I'm not even gonna have time for my agency like with all the time the podcast is taking and so I hired an editing team and then a podcast manager and then when I saw Steve talk about the podcast content machine um, I was like okay I need to figure out how to get it onto other channels and so actually just in the last two weeks we've started repurposing my podcast episodes and putting an audiogram on YouTube we were creating a blog article for my website we're creating a medium article for medium we're creating an article for LinkedIn we're creating posts for Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff. And that's just started happening within the last, within the last couple of weeks. But it's made me really nervous because like as a paid advertiser, I understand when I spend a dollar here, like where it's going. Whereas like when I invest in my team right now, like, like for like three months when I was building out all these systems, like nothing was coming in directly. And I was like, what am I doing? Like right now, like my podcast is just like a really expensive hobby. Like this is just, (laughs) just like kind of crazy. And, and I've been really nervous about it, but like for whatever reason, I've just like felt inspired to continue to like push it. And And it's like, you know, I know that Steve Larson wouldn't spend 20 grand on his podcast content machine unless it was like bringing back that, if not more, you know? And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to keep pushing. I'm just going to keep pushing. And, um, I was just, just in the last couple of months, to just full transparency, just like really struggled with it and just like, man, do I just kill it? Do I kill it? Like, what do I do? Like I'm making lots of great friends, but like they're expensive friends, you know? And, and, <laughs> and like for me, like to produce a podcast episode because I don't do any of the editing or anything right now. I mean, like it costs me like, like about 300 bucks. to like to produce an episode between the editors and the, and the podcast manager and all that. And, yeah. and it's just like, holy moly, like that is just expensive. Like yeah. my friends are expensive, you know? And, um, <laughs> But I have recently um, kind of pulled back I- into Facebook and started doing a lot more organic posting. And for the last two weeks, I've posted consistently in my Facebook group and on my Facebook profile. And in the last two weeks, the revenue in my agency has doubled. Wow. And it's all from people who I brought on my show, my podcast. And then they saw a post about some testimonial or something I was learning or something I was experiencing on my profile. And it made them remember the show, remember what I do with podcast or or remember what I do with Facebook ads. And at the time it wasn't right because they didn't have a launch or whatever they were doing. But now they're like, Hey, Lisanne, I've got a launch in two weeks. Lisanne, I have a launch next week. Can you help me with my Facebook ads? And so I become top of mind. And literally, and so now I'm like seeing the power of this organic strategy of like, you know, bringing people on the podcast and then staying in their mind with my content creation uh, organically. And like all of a sudden it's, it's just turned into like an amazing synergy that literally within the last two weeks, I've doubled my revenue. Uh, It's unbelievable. That that deserves that because uh, that's amazing. And you know, coming like I said before, you know, we when we listen to the Facebook ad experts, right? It's like, okay, it's like, oh, you, you mentioned at the very beginning, direct response. And then, but what's after it? Like, I feel like, my, this is my very personal opinion. 
it feels like a very empty, hollow machine if you only do paid. Uh, and it's for reasons that we kind of talked about it. And, and listen again, like if you're against this, go ahead because I love, I love to have this conversation. But you, you said it just right there that it's, it's helped to. And for us, we just to be completely honest and transparency, we do not invest one cent in Facebook ads yet. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. It, it's it's coming, but it's like it, the the benefit on the organic and these relationships, like real relationships, has helped a lot. And uh, we have no doubt that as soon as we put that machine to work, uh, together with the paid uh, side of it, it's just gonna boost and just take off. Yeah, I, I think it's a great foundation. Yeah, right? like building that organic because. Again, you're not only building the relationships, you're kind of building your safety net of content. You're building yourself to be out there. It's just going to make you way better, honestly, performing in front of the camera or even in sales calls, right? Like I've noticed it when I'm up in sales calls now because of being used to talking to the camera. I feel like way more confident now when I'm in a, in a call with someone. So I can even imagine like what would happen after you have that foundation if you put the Facebook ads running behind it, right? So have that's you, what I want to know. Have you had an experience like that? Maybe, you know, for you, it was kind of backwards, right? It was like the paid first and then the organic. Have you seen the other side where it was like you had a client that was doing organic and then they turn on this ads machine? Totally. What- I, I, lo- I love this question very much. So here's the, here's the thing, guys. Like, the, there's, there's always a mindset around any traffic strategy, right? And... Like I have, I don't know if you guys know who Alex Elliott is. Um, Alex Elliott and I are really good friends and she's huge with the organic marketing. And um, it's funny, she has come to me and she's like, I know that I need paid advertising, but I'm scared. I'm like really, really scared to do it because I feel like once I do paid, it's like, it means like I'm really out there and like, I just, I can't take it back. And I laughed so hard. She's like, why are you laughing at me? Like, this is not, this is not funny. Like, this is serious. And I, (laughs) and I just, I sat back and I said, Alex, that's the whole reason why I've been resisting organic is because I feel like once I do organic, like I'm really putting myself out there. (laughs) And we realized that like we had the same mindset block Mm. about opposite, opposite traffic strategies. So here, here's the truth is that paid traffic is incredibly, incredibly powerful, but it is expensive. It is expensive. And anyone, anyone that I have taken, um, and there's some people like, for example, like they don't necessarily want to be a huge personality online. And so they just do paid and they make, they make great money, but like you have to have huge margins. Like usually it's only people that work with high ticket coaching that can do um, paid advertising only and, and not make money or an e-commerce brand. That's just, that's, that's wildly successful. Like there's not a lot of e-commerce brands where they're like, they're an influencer as well. Um, but with that said, I always tell my clients, like I always prefer to bring on clients into my agency that have an organic strategy and they're wanting to add the, the paid strategy because it just turns into this like synergistic effect. It really, it really just creates a, it's like, it's like you, you, you use organic strategies to like build the fire, you know, put on the kindling, you know, like get some oxygen in there and get the fire going. And then when you add paid, as long as that system is working organically, it's literally like you like are putting rocket fuel onto it and it just goes like, it just explodes. Um, but where people often get a mistake is they, is they say, Oh, organic is just, it's too much work. I just want to go for paid. And they have like maybe like five grand set aside. And so like they'll spend like 5,000 to like run up, run some ads just to figure 
out that the system that they have is broken and it needs work mm. and that they have to like actually go back and do some organic work to like prove their offer and prove their concept to then turn back around and get yeah. to paid. So paid is like a combination of like it's jet fuel, but it also is data. Like if you need to know, like if your offer is going to work or not, yeah. you can figure that out in a couple months with organic, or you can figure it out in a couple days with paid. I love it. it, it I know like a, in the intro you said like you are the sworn enemy. <laughs> of those the data that doesn't really work you know it's like so could you give us or is this like obviously this is something that obviously you do on your end but like what are a couple of things that people in the audience might be looking at like if they're starting to to look look into facebook ads and be like okay like this is really working this is what i should be looking at um my organic is working now like what what are the little things that they can start tweaking yeah So it's really important, like if you're if you're like running organic traffic to an offer or like some sort of funnel system, um, whatever your organic statistics are in terms of like how many people hit the hit the homepage versus then how many of those people opt in, right? And that's like your landing page conversion. And then how many of those people from the sales page or from the webinar hit your order form or your application? And then how many people actually buy or finish the application to get on the phone with you? When you know what those statistics are, you can uh, you can be sure that your, your cold traffic, your paid traffic is gonna perform less well. And you can also make predictions in terms of like, okay, if I estimate that my lead cost is gonna be $10 per lead, If I look at my organic statistics and I'm like, okay, I've got a 20% uh, landing page conversion and I have like a 5% um, purchase rate from, from link click, then you can literally calculate how expensive it's going to be to acquire that client. Yeah. And you can guess it without even having to, to run any traffic. So it's really important, like th these illustrations that I'm making is like, you can't just look at just the ads. Like you have to look at the ads as like, as it's part of the funnel. Exactly. Like the whole funnel is from the second they see the ad all the way to fulfillment. And in my agency, I work with all of those statistics in between. And what we're Amazing. actually doing, is we're saying, where is the point of the greatest leverage that if we change this one piece, it'll, it'll change everything. So for right. example, with Facebook ads, one of the most important statistics is called the link click-through rate. The link click-through rate is the percentage of impressions that click through from your ad to your website. This is very important because Facebook is being very generous. They're saying, yes, I'm going to allow you to take my customer off of my platform onto yours. That's like, that's a big deal. Yeah. And so Facebook's letting you do that. And that's why you pay Facebook to let them exactly. do that for you. Mm -hmm. And so you, we know that a healthy link click through rate is 1%. Okay. So that is 1% of every thousand people clicking through to your website. Now, If um, that is too low, then you know that there's a mismatch in the audience targeting or the messaging of the ad. And there's three things in an ad that, that you need to look at when it comes to the link click-through rate. You need to look at the headline, the first three lines of copy, and the image or video that, that you've got there. And that is what's going to influence. And then, and then the other piece outside of the ad is the targeting. You need to make sure that like, You're putting the right message in front yeah. of the right people. Um, but let's say let's say your link click-through rate is, is 1%. If you even increase the link click-through rate to 2%, that's 1% increase, yeah. it doubles the amount of people that see your website and see your offer. Wow. So it's a huge lever, right? Because like a 1% 
change creates a hundred percent difference in exactly. the people that actually mm. see your offer. Does that I make love, sense? Oh, I love that one percent change. It's one hundred percent. We, we yeah. need ju we need golden nuggets just falling yeah. off the screen right we, now. We, yeah, we need we need to add some overlays here. Just yeah, like, editor, please <laughs> add the golden nuggets, please. Okay, thank you. <laughs> That's amazing. That, 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 that's such a powerful tip. And yeah. you know, for those listening, if you are in that stage where you need to scale your business, you've been playing with organic, you have your base, and you you you're ready for that rocket fuel, please go ahead and reach out to, to Lucienne because like for she sure. really knows what she's talking about. She's working with amazing, amazing people. So amazing. Thank you. I mean, and now they know what metrics to exactly. look into, right? Which is super amazing, super cool. That, the reason we're looking down is because we're taking notes as we do this. So, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're doing our homework. We're, <laughs> we're like, homework. keep oh, talking. Okay. We're like, yeah, we got this. <laughs> we need to do this for it, yeah. like well, soup. It's, 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 uh, well, once you get familiar with the st statistics, there's only a couple things that you can change at each point. And, it's, and it really becomes just easy. Like, for example, like if you're comparing your link clicks to landing page views, like yeah. let's say you get 100 link clicks and only 80% of, or 80 people hit the landing page, that means that 100 people clicked from the ad, but only 80 people waited for the page to load, oh. right? So like 20 people were like, this website's taking forever to load, I'm out, right? Yeah, Cause like people's yeah. attention span are so low. So like, you know that like a good, a good retention rate is 90% and above. So if it's less then you're like, okay, well, it's either, it's either two things. Like one, it's that you need to reduce the size of your images on your website. And so your website loads faster. Or two, people for whatever reason are losing interest and they're not as hooked in the ad as they need to be to wait for for that thing to load, um, and so they're not feeling they're not feeling that urgency to be like, oh, I really I really am interested in this. Yeah. And so like each conversion point between from like the ad to the website and the landing page to the opt-in and the opt-in page to the to the order form, each of those you you look at and there's only a few things to change in each place. Yeah. Um, and so understanding those just makes all yeah. the difference in the I, effectiveness. I really ads. love how easy you're putting these concepts to understand. Uh, I'm sure there are so many more, <laughs> but I'm gonna tell people go, go check her out, <laughs> and I'm sure she is gonna teach you all that that you guys need to know. Yes, I, like this is so interesting to me because you know when we talk content, just being in front of the camera, right, it, it's like okay, the, the the camera is not right. It's like well, probably the message is the thing that we need to be you know checking. Maybe the audience is the thing that we need to be like experimenting with. Uh, it, it might not be the camera. Like we've had crazy bad videos, to be honest. Like internet might not be working, it's choppy, but it is incredible because the message that's in there is what resonates. And you're taking that and applying also on the on the ad side. So we've been on the on the side with the brick and mortars that we used to work with in the fitness industry. It's like that ad is not working. Well, maybe we need to think about what comes after the ad, like you said, right? What is the conversations that we're having that maybe the ad is working and by knowing those exact numbers or those factors that is in, you can move that lever that you say and be incredibly effective. Yeah. So thank you for bringing that and putting it on the spotlight. Yeah, kind of like don't just be reactive and like blame others for those mistakes, <laughs> yeah. right? Like look into the machine, like what's happening. What's like, happening here. And like you said, like that data is going to tell you exactly what's happening if you know how to interpret it pretty much.
Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Data. Data is king. Data is absolutely data king. Is king. Content. Content. Well, our, actually, we, we can make content is king, right? Content <laughs> is king. We'll make data queen. Oh, I like it. Ooh. Okay, guys, we're dropping that merch soon. <laughs> Stay tuned. We're gonna run it with all the data that we got on the ads. <laughs> Lisan. So we we want to be respectful of your time. We're approaching the end of the show. I'm gonna put this out there already. We're gonna have to do a part two because um, we have so many more questions. <laughs> but we love to leave people with some action points, right? Whether it's one thing that they can do to get better at when running their Facebook ads. Although, guys, go to Lisanne. But maybe, like, what is that one thing, you know, that you think is going to set them up to success when they go work with you? Yeah, that's a really good question. So when you were asking it, I had I had two things come to my mind. Um The first thing is, is that you've got to get a grip of your numbers. I mean, like you've like touted me as like the metrics person. So I can't, I can't like not end on that. <laughs> But um, I cannot tell you how many um, people that I talk to um, on a sales call when they're interested in working with me. And I, and I ask them simple questions like, tell me, like, what is your current landing page conversion rate? Or how many people have gone through your funnel so far? Or, yeah. uh, and they're just like, I don't know. I, I just don't know. Or like, how 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 much money are you making from your email list every month? Like, I don't know, you know. And <laughs> yeah. um, and and you just you have to get a grip of your numbers. Like, if there's any if there's any confusion in your business, it's because there's a because you're not understanding your numbers in some place. And if you did, you'd be able to make strategic data based decisions. Yeah. Um, because that data allows you to get out of your head and stop being emotional about your business and like just make a logical number-based decision, which is like so hard because like 90% of success in business is your head because you have to like get out of it so that you yeah. can look at the numbers. Yeah. But look, but knowing your numbers really helps you and gives you the ability to, to get out of your head. Awesome. I think um, that's a, Oh, you had a second one, right? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Then the second one, I mean, and going to what you guys were talking about with, with content, is that um, practice your content, practice telling stories because like your ability to, um, to, tell, to tell stories and convey messages and content in any platform, whether it's a podcast or a Facebook post or a live or whatever it is, it will translate to your ability to talk to people well in ads. Like hand over hand, over hand. like if, if any client that I have that has experience with creating content, their ads come out of the gate way better yeah. than those that don't 100 yeah. percent, like without question so like know that your work to create content and practice that as well as like it's that that ability for you to like understand the type of people that interact with you and your brand it all will make a difference when you're when you're doing paid advertising That's awesome. It. Thank you so much. Sam, thank you again for your time and sharing all these amazing gold. You know, it's, it's, uh, I feel the episode is like heavy, like <laughs> value packed. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, so we can't wait to like push, put this out. It's already out, obviously, because we're Facebook Live. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but put it on the platforms and uh, let everybody, you know, get to know you. So, Lisanne, how can people find you? 
Yeah, well, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to talk about that. Um, so first of all, you can you can find my show on my podcast if you love podcasts and you want to learn more about marketing as well. I mean, these guys are the content gurus, so listen to everything <laughs> they say. If you Thank want you. to talk marketing um, nerdy with me and Facebook ads, you can go to the marketingmatrixpodcast.com. Um, my social channels, I'm pretty active on Instagram and Facebook, so you can find me on Facebook with at Lisanne Murphy and on Instagram at Lisanne Murphy HQ. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I think those, those I think those are the those are the biggies. Oh, my Facebook group. If you want to like actually ask questions about ads, then come talk to me in my, in my Facebook group. You can join that at www.facebook.com/groups/fbadninjas. So as in Facebook ad ninjas, FB ad ninjas. So yeah, come join me in the group. We'll have a conversation about it. Um, and and tell me tell me what's going on with your ads. And I'd love to I'd love to help. That's awesome, yeah. guys. You heard Lisanne. Go right now. Join her Facebook group. Follow her in all the social medias. <laughs> Ask all the questions you may have because she is going to help you. And with that being said, guys, thank you so much. Please do not forget to subscribe. Content is Profit Podcast. And find us on social media at The Biz Roscoe. Let's talk all things content. That's right, guys. Thank you so much. We will see you Monday. We have an amazing, amazing, amazing show. Actually, two shows. All right, Bye. guys. We, we, we ran past the outro, so we'll yeah. see you next one. Bye. <laughs>